Hey, kiddo. How was the hill? Did you learn anything? Yeah. That ripping pow induces spontaneous joy. The Icon Pass lets you do you at 50 destinations worldwide from 249 Adult. Drop in for next winter now and save at IconPass.com. to transform us, that we would allow him to come into our lives, speak to us, let us know that he is real through his word, through his voice, but we have to yield to the spirit of God in order to make this possible. We have to yield to the presence of God. So we come today saying, God, we don't want to be counted out. And we're not going to count ourselves out, but that we are going to stand on the word of God. We're going to stand on the promises of God. So we go before the Lord in prayer right now, and then we will stand on what the word has shown us, has revealed to us, what is inside of us. Father, we thank you right now. We give you praise, glory, and honor. Father, we magnify you right now. We love you, O oh Lord. We come before you today, Lord, 
asking for you to renew us, restore us, transform us. Come into our life right now, Lord God. Speak to us. Give us directions. Let us know purpose, plans, and destinies, O God. As we surrender to your spirit, as we surrender to your presence, Lord God. Father, we love you today. We surrender to you today, Lord God. Speak to us, Lord God. We hear your voice, Father, with all the things that are going on around us. But yet, God, we have to hear from you today in order to continue in this race. And we thank you for loving us, for dying on the cross, shedding the blood, resurrection. We give you praise, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, as we go before the Lord today and hear what he has to say to us, we're saying to God, don't count us out. We've gone through a lot of things. We've seen a lot of stuff. But we're saying, God, I don't want to be counted out, and I'm not going to count myself out. And why are we to that point Because there's so much going on that says this is it. It's not going to work. It's not going to happen. All of the things around us is dictating to us the end. It's over. But we have to stand on the word of God. We have to stand and know and believe. That even though we don't see it, it shall, it will come to pass. Because God said it, it shall be so. In the book of Matthew 8, 25, he said, Then his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. But he said to them, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. So the men marveled, saying, who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Do we know our Lord and Savior as the one who will calm the sea, as the one who will help us through the storm? Do we know our Lord and Savior? When we look back over our life, And we began to see all the things that God has brought us through. When we look back over our life and we say, I should not have made it through what I just came through. When we look back over our life and we say, I don't know how it happened, but I thank God that it happened. Do we remember the things of old? Because those are the things that's going to get us through the now. When we begin to think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for us, not only will our soul cry out hallelujah to him, but we are going to praise him. We are going to say, God, I feel like going on. Though the trials come on every hand, I feel like going on, God. Give me your strength. Give me your word. Give me your spirit because I'm going on. Don't count me out. And even though people around me are counting me out, I'm going on. I'm fighting on. I'm moving on. He said to them, oh, ye of little faith, we have to believe in the unseen. 
We have to believe that God is going to calm the storm while we're in it. We have to hold on to the word of God. So whatever we're facing today, whatever trial, whatever thing, sickness and disease, financial problems, job loss, hunger, homelessness, whatever it is, we have to say, I feel like going on. Though these trials are facing me, though they seem to be strong, though they seem, seem like they're going to knock me down, Lord, I feel, I feel like going on. Matter of fact, I don't feel, I'm going on, God, because I know you are with me. I know you will never leave me nor forsake me. I'm going on, God. With my tears, I'm going on. With my pain, I'm going on. With folks talking about me, God, I'm going on. Because when the storms come, I'm going to pray without ceasing. When the storms come, I'm going to fall down on my knees and worship. When the storms come and I'm crying out to you, God, I'm going to pray your word, God. I'm going to believe by faith. I'm not going to give up, God, because you never let me down. I need you, Lord. Every hour, Lord, I need you. And I must tell you what I'm going through because you're the only one that can fix it. You're the only one that has the solution. You're the only one that has the answer. I don't even have the answer. So I must tell Jesus everything, even though I know he knows. I still must tell Jesus what I'm going through. I must kneel down and cry out to him and say, Lord, help me. We're living in perilous times. God, help me. My situation is dire. God, help me. And when they were on that ship and the storm began to come and it says the water began to overtake the ship, they began to get fearful. And Jesus was sleeping. Why? Because he knew the authority that he had. He knew the power that was in him. And he's saying to us, we need to know the power that dwells on the inside of us. So when the storm begins to come and it's actually looking like it's coming in and taking over, we have to stand and rebuke the storm like Jesus did. And we have to rebuke it every day. If the first rebuke didn't happen, anything, then let's go to the next one. And we keep going by faith until we see the results. This is a time where we have to stand on the word of God. We have to stand and we have to believe and know the word of God. You can't stand on what you don't know. You can't call for help in someone you don't read about. So you got to pick your Bible up and begin to read who am I serving and what power does he have and what did he leave for me that I will dwell in his presence. We have to pray without ceasing when the storm comes and the tears begin to roll. I feel like going on, God. I'm not going to give up this fight, God. Even though it looks like I'm being counted out, people are saying, 
you're down for the count. But no, God, I feel the spirit of God down on the inside of me saying, no, you're not. You're not down for the count. Don't throw the towel in because the spirit of God will raise up a standard for you. The blood of Jesus will come in and make a difference. We are the children of God. We've been redeemed by the blood. We are not defeated. And we are not down for the count. Don't count yourself out. And don't worry about who's counting you out. Because all we need to worry about is the blood of Jesus and the promises that are upon our life. Whatever he's spoken, it shall come to pass as long as you believe. Whatever he said over your life, your destiny, your purpose, your ministry, you have to believe that word. Nobody else does. And that's how it shall come to pass. And they came to him and they woke him up. And sometimes we feel like Jesus is asleep. He don't see what's going on. He don't hear the words that's being said about us. And we are, we're worried about those things. And Jesus is saying, why, you of little faith? Didn't I just bring you out of something? Didn't I just speak the word over your life? But yet we worry about those things that God has already promised us. We're trying to work it out and figure it out, and God has already done it. While you're planning and you're plotting and you're trying to get an answer, the answer is in Jesus. He's already worked it out. All we have to do is pray without ceasing. All we have to do is get into his presence. It's already worked out. He's already made a way for you out of no way. He's already dried your tears. He's already done it. But we don't believe that because we don't see it. We don't believe it and it doesn't manifest because we don't dwell on the promises. We dwell on the situation. We cry out to God about everything that's going wrong. But why not cry out to God about his promises? Why not thank him because you know tomorrow is going to be better? Why not change you and watch the situation change? But as long as you're dwelling on the problem, it gets bigger and bigger. And it'll get bigger than the word of God. It'll get bigger than the promises of God. It'll get bigger than the power of the Holy Spirit. And then when you finally call on the Lord, you've made the problem so big that you don't even see the answer. You've made the problem so bad that you can't even hear the voice of God. That's when you count yourself out. That's when you go down for the count. When the problem becomes bigger than God. When the problem becomes bigger than the promises. But we want to reverse that. We want to get ourselves focused on the answer. And the one who gave us the answer. And then when the problem comes up, we can begin to stand in the midst of that storm and rebuke that devil and tell him he got to go. 
because the power of the blood of Jesus is against him, and he has to flee. And God's word will stand and raise up a standard because you stood on his word. They said, oh, Jesus, wake up. We're in trouble. He said, oh, ye of little faith. That's all he could see. You don't have faith to believe that the storm can be calmed. You don't have faith to believe. So how can the storm be calmed without faith? How can the situation go away and you don't have faith? You have to have faith. You have to believe in the unseen for it to manifest into the seen. We're dwelling too much on the visual. And we need to spend more time spiritual. Job's wife told him to curse your God and die because she saw the problem. It was bigger than Jesus. It was bigger than what God could handle to her. It was coming at her. It was coming at her and coming at her and coming at her until she got to the point where her flesh became bigger. But Job, he stood with his integrity. He stood on the word of God. And that's what God is telling us. I know death is up is all around you. I know financial lack is all around you. I know joblessness, homelessness, hunger is all around you. And it's coming every day. It's coming and it's coming. And sometimes it looks like it's coming to knock on your door. But he's saying, don't go down for the count. I saw it coming before you even saw it. Before it manifested in the world, I knew it was coming. And I already had a plan for it. I already have a plan. All you need to do is get in the spirit realm and find it. Let me tell you the plan. We don't have to go down for the count, throw in the towel. We don't have to. We are God's children. We have promises upon our lives. We have Jesus who died and resurrected for us redeemed us from the hand of the enemy. Why are we throwing in the towel? Why are we acting like those who don't have the promise? We sit there and complain with them when we should be the one encouraging them that it's in God's hands. We are the ones that should be telling them by faith all things are possible. But instead we complain with them. We mock God when we stand and complain against the word of God. I say stand up and let the violent take it by force. Let the violent say I'm standing. If I perish, I perish. But I'm going to stand on the word of God. I'm going to stand. Because the promises of God is sure. You have nothing else to stand on. You can't even stand on your own plans. You can't even stand on your destiny you've created. It's not a guarantee. can stand on your creator, Jesus. 
You can stand on his promises. He said, I'll never leave you nor will I forsake you. So we don't have to continue to cry and be defeated, but we can stand boldly before the throne of grace and ask for mercy and say, God, give me the plan that you have for my life and my children. Give me the plan, God, because you saw it coming before I did. You knew this day was coming, so I know you have a plan for this day. And he will smile and say, yes, I do. Now let me tell it to you. But when we wake up, the Lord in our spirit man, and we begin to stir him up, we will know then that there is a sure plan that he has for us. When we wake him up, he's, our, he's not asleep, but we've allowed him to go to sleep by not reading the word by not spending time with him, by not worshiping. That's when our spirit man goes to sleep. But Jesus was down there, and he knew the storm was coming. He knew everything. And they said he stood and he rebuked the storm. He rebuked the storm, and the storm, it calmed. Have you ever had that in your life, that when you came to Jesus and you told him about what was going on in your life, and there was a peace that came over you because you knew everything was going to be all right. He's the same God now. He's that same God. He has not changed one bit. And even though the situation seems a little bit more serious to you, he's still the same God. You just got to stir him up. You just got to stir up that spirit man that's on the inside of you. You got to go back to reading your word and spending time in prayer, speaking in your heavenly language. He wants to hear from you. He's waiting to give us direction for what's, whatever is going on in our lives. We don't have to throw in the towel. He never orchestrated that his children would throw in a towel. But he did create and orchestrate the fact that we are overcomers, that the blood of Jesus covers us, redeemed us, and that his spirit that he placed on the inside of us has given us the power to overcome, to see visions and dreams, to speak to the mountain and it's got to be removed. That's the God that we serve. We need to recognize our Lord and Savior today. Let the weeping only for a night. Because we've got to see joy in these situations we are in. We've got to throw up our hands and say, God, it's in your hands. I've done all that you told me to do. Now I need the Spirit to come with his power and take care of this situation. And he'll say, I'm right here with you. He's right there with us. He was with them on the boat. He was with them when the storm came. He was with them when it calmed. But he need us to have the faith to believe he's able. That's where we're lacking in our situations. We're lacking the faith to believe he's able. 
We can believe some of the time he's able, but he's asking, can you believe all the time? Can you trust me enough that when the doctor gives you a bad report, can you trust me? Can you turn that over to me? When your finances are low, can you turn it over to me and trust me? Or do we feel like our tears is what's going to comfort us? Do we feel like telling people all our business is what's going to comfort us? What is it that you're seeking? How are you planning on coming out? Because obviously you have a better plan than what God has because we refuse to go to him and release it to him. So obviously we want him to jump on our plan, which is a carnal plan. It's a, it's a fleshly plan. At this point in this world, in our lives, we need spiritual planning. We need spiritual answers and spiritual signs and wonders and miracles to come forth in our lives. We need to see the plots of the enemy before it happens. So that what the enemy is trying to set up for bad, God will turn it into good because we are worshiping him. Because we are identified with who he is. But how is that possible? That when the storm comes, fear is stronger than our faith. How is that possible? When our unbelief is stronger than our belief. But yet we look at the three Hebrew boys and Daniel in the lion's den and we say, amen. They served the same God walking into their situation. And that was more serious. What are we believing in today, ourselves or in the Holy Spirit? He said, oh, ye of little faith. We need to increase in faith today. And then if we don't have it, ask to God, help my unbelief. Because I do believe. But there's a part of me that don't. So right now, Holy Spirit, I need you to come in and help the unbelief that I have. Because this situation right here is serious. And there's a part of me that's saying, woo, I don't, I don't know. And the Holy Spirit will come in and comfort you. That's what he does. He's our comforter. He's our power. He reveals things that we don't know. But how can he do what he's sent to do if we don't allow him? We're too busy telling him how to solve the problem instead of asking him, how is this problem going to be solved? The Bible lets us know that we have to have faith. Jesus said in Matthew 8 and 10, when Jesus heard this, he was astonished and said to those following him, I tell you the truth, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast of with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into darkness where there will be weeping and gashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go, I will be done. Just, it will be done just as you believed it would. And the servant was healed that very hour. 
When we read the Bible, it has to be a reality to us. It can't just be a story. When we see the things that Christ has done, we have to say, Lord, do it for me. Lord, do it for me. Lord, I surrender. I believe, Lord, do it for me. And it's through that belief that he will say, be it done unto you. You want to be a part of the ones that have the faith to believe. Now faith. We have to believe in those things that we don't see as though we do see them. When you're looking at a tumor on your body and they're telling you you got to go through chemo and you got to go through all of this, it's by faith that you stay alive. Because the minute you start thinking death, the minute you start seeing yourself in the grave, that's why people say they were healthy until they went to the doctor and found out they were sick and it seemed like the sickness progresses from that point. Because the mind of negativity begins to take over. And all you see is death instead of life. But the Bible lets us know that we shall live and not die to proclaim the gospel. So if it's finances, children, job, whatever it is, the power is in your tongue. Life and death lies In you, not in the words that people around you are saying. They influence your thoughts, but you control them. What are you saying? How are you influencing your thoughts? And I found that the only way to keep it positive is positive music and the word of God. And constantly communicating with God every day, all day. Constantly telling him, God, I got a pain and I don't know why it's here, but Holy Spirit, can you come and comfort me? Can you come and take this pain away? And you put your hand where the pain is and you begin to rebuke that pain and you begin to tell that pain it has to go because I need peace in my body right now because I'm going to live and not die and I'm not going away from here until God calls me because it's my time. But I'm not going to just accept the report of a doctor when I have a God that can do the impossible, when I have a God that can heal me and that's promised me that by his stripes I'm healed. I'm going to challenge the word of God in my life, and I'm going to stand on the word of God by faith. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to go back to God and say, why is it not working, God? Do I need to increase my faith? Do I need to pray more? Do I need to fast more? Because your word will work in my life today. It's a promise. It's a guarantee to me. And I put my hand on that pain and I begin to rebuke it. And as they say, well, your blood is low. You need a transfusion or whatever. You touch yourself and you begin to pray and you say, Jesus, your blood runs through me. I need your blood to be filled up in me, God, that I need to be healed by you. You begin to speak to God of his promises, not, oh, God, oh, God. No, we don't need complaining. We need somebody by faith who's going to believe 
that they're healed, who's going to believe that God will work out any situation. He already has it planned. How are we praying to God today? Are we showing him that we're like the centurion that had the faith? And he said, oh, this is some great faith right here. He said, oh, he's healed because you believed. Or are we on the the ship and saying, God, why have you left us in this storm? You see this water coming all over this boat? What you doing sleeping? Pick which one you are. Increase in the word of God. Increase in prayer. Don't live a defeated life. Don't throw in the towel. Don't be counted as one that's out of the race. But stand your ground. Stand on your rights as a child of God. Stand as the promises of God unfold before you. Speak to us today, Holy Spirit, that whatever pain we are feeling right now, oh God, right now, oh God, that you would come. We believe that you have healed us already, oh God. By your stripes, oh God, we're healed. Come right now, Lord Jesus. We're going to stand on your word. We believe, God. We believe, oh God, that our finances are healed. We believe, God, we're going to find a job. We believe, God. Let us be among those that have the great faith, God, that know your power. Let us be among those, Lord. We're not going to give up, God, because you didn't give up on us. Through all the stuff we went through, through all the stuff we did before you brought us into salvation, you didn't give up on us. You didn't turn your back. But you waited, and you patiently waited. God, here we are before you, oh God. We got things going on in our life, God, but we believe, oh God. The storm is raging, oh God. But yet we believe, God, we're going to move on. We feel like moving on, God. You have made a way, oh God. You've already worked it out, oh God. I must tell Jesus all of my problems. Everything that's going on with me, the centurion, he went straight to Jesus. He was focused. He knew where his help was coming from. Do we know where our help is coming from? Stop giving up. Stop saying it's too hard. And fight. The violent has to take it by force. The kingdom is suffering daily, hourly, minutes by minutes. But your faith, be violent with your faith. Rebuke and command things to happen as given to us through Jesus Christ. I shall live and not die. I shall come out of poverty. I shall find me a job. Regardless of what's going on, the promises of God have to stand. The promises of God are sure. We are redeemed from the hands of the enemy. Increase of our faith instead of, oh, ye of little faith. (laughs) 
let him say to you, you have great faith. The blood of Jesus runs through your veins. The breath of life comes through Jesus every day for us. It's a blessing to be alive every day. And every day we should count it as joy to be in here. One more day to stand up for Christ. One more day to see that though they slay me, I'm going to trust him. I'm not going to curse God and die. I'm going to stand on his word. I'm going to believe in his promises. That's why Job told a woman, you sound foolish. You don't even sound like the woman I married. Because you know God is able. But when we allow the problem to overtake us, we sound like that. We even talk to God like that. And, and, and God is like, why won't they just stand on the word and I'll bring them out? But sometimes we feel like having a pity party helps us to get to God faster, helps us to get an answer faster, but it actually slows down the answer because it's only through faith that the answer comes. It's only through believing that the answer comes, not depression, not tears that, of depression and sorrow. But when we get up, we have to say, I believe. When we get up, we have to say, nevertheless, God, thy will be done. Tears are okay. But trust God through the tears. As your tears flow, say, yes, God, but I'm going to trust you. God, I'm crying because my flesh is hurting, but I'm going to trust you. I don't know the answer, and I may look like a crazy person trusting you, but I'm going to keep the integrity like Job did, like the three Hebrew boys did, like Daniel in the lion's den did. I'm going to keep my integrity, and I'm going to trust you, God, because when I come out, and I do mean when I come out, not only will I be rejoicing, but those around me will be rejoicing because they're going to say, you kept your integrity doing all that. I don't know how I would have made it. But you made it and you kept praising God through it. The storms are raging. Trouble is in our way. But we don't feel no ways tired because we've come too far from where we started from. When we look back over our life and we see all the stuff that we've gone through and we made it. Hallelujah, we made it. So now here's new trials. Here's new storms that we have to face. But hallelujah, we will make it because the same God then is the same one now. And he will never leave us nor forsake us. He hears every cry that we cry out to him. He sees every storm that comes our way. He's gotten every doctor's report. He saw every paycheck. He's seen homelessness and joblessness. And all he's saying is, let me dry your tears. Let me encourage your heart. Because I have sent the Holy Spirit to you to empower you 
to rebuke the devil and let him know that though all these things are coming, I will yet trust God. Though the tears are flowing, I will yet trust God. Though I don't know what tomorrow will bring, I will yet trust God. All we have to do is throw up our hands and say, Lord, I believe. And then if we be honest and say we don't believe, then say, God, help my unbelief. But I'm still standing. I'm not going to be counted out, God. I'm a soldier in your army, and I'm not throwing in the towel. I'm going to put my armor back on, God, and I'm going to stand. I'm going to put on the whole armor of God, and I'm going to pray without ceasing. And I'm going to keep the integrity of Christ in my life. And I will rebuke the devil so that he has to flee. Though the storms may come, it's already worked out. He's already worked it out. While you're trying to figure it out, he's already worked it out. While you're trying to plan it, he's already got the plan. Jesus is our answer today. Stop trying to do the work of Christ. Stop trying to be your own God. But allow God to be God in your life. Allow the Spirit of God to empower you to get out of this situation. God has not left you. And stop allowing the devil to tell you he has left you or he, he's not there for you. It's a lie from the pits of hell, and we rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus, and we cast it into outer darkness. Jeremiah 20 says, Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. The word of God should be so engulfed into our bones, not just in our mind, not just something we say, but when something gets down into your bones. You know how hard the doctors have to treat sickness that gets into the bone? So when you've got the fire of the Holy Spirit down in your bones, you begin to shout when you don't even know why you're shouting. You begin to praise God and you don't even know why. Because you didn't have a praise in you because of all you're going through. But because the word of God is down on the inside of you, you'll find a praise when there is no praise. You'll find a positive word when there can't be any found. That's when the word of God is in you. And it's so deep that you won't believe anything negative because the only thing you're going to see is the fire of the Holy Spirit. Stand with the fire. Stand on the word of God. The kingdom of God is suffering violence. The enemy is attacking the children of God daily. We cannot throw in the towel to the enemy. This is a war between heaven and hell, not you. 
So as he attacks you, he's attacking the God that you serve. We can't take this war personal. We have to fight and be violent about fighting, and that means your faith needs to be violent. That means your communication with God, you need to command the word of God to be what it is in your life, and you need to rebuke the devil that he has to flee. Stand on the word of God and command it to be so, and don't back down. Don't back down from what you believe and what you know is right. Stand. And again, I say stand. Father, we thank you right now. We give you praise. We give you glory. And we give you honor. Father, we will stand on your word starting today. No matter what it looks like, no matter what the enemy says to us, we are going to stand. And we're going to take the kingdom of God. And we're going to be violent, oh God. We're going to stand on your word, God, and what your promises have spoken to us, God. If we need a healing, we're going to stand on healing. If we need a financial blessing, we're going to stand on the blessing, oh God. Whatever it is today, God, we're standing. We're standing. We're standing. There's no towel to throw in. We don't have an option to give up, but we have an army. We are the army that's fighting for the Lord. We're standing, God. No more wimps. No more defeat. No more. We're standing. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, hey, kiddo. How was the hell? Educational. Oh, learn a new trick? Yeah, the trick to a happy, fulfilling life, maybe. I learned that mountain air unleashes my inner peace. And rip and pow, well, the whole crew's all, yoo, induces spontaneous joy. Okay, uh, that's nice. The Icon Pass lets you do you at 50 destinations worldwide from 249 Adult. Drop in for next winter now and save at IconPass.com. Yeah.